the thief comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance, until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Alright, so we want to continue our teaching series. Come with me to the book of Matthew 25, verse 19 to 30. Matthew 25. We are exploring kingdom principles for promotion in life. Everybody desires promotion in life. Everybody. There's nobody in life who does not desire promotion. If you have money, you want more money. How many of you want more money? You want more money? If you are spiritual, you want to be more spiritual. Yeah. Everything good in your life, you want more. And promotion is good. May God give you promotion. The Bible said, for promotion coming not from the east nor the west. God is a judge. He puts down one and sets up another. We serve a God who is a lifter up of our heads. May God lift up your head. In the mighty name of Jesus. David knew that. He said, thou, O Lord, art the shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. May God lift up your head. In your business, may you see a lifting. In your spiritual life, experience a lifting. In our church ministry, may we experience a lifting in the mighty name of Jesus. It's almost satanic to be anti-growth, anti-promotion. Everybody wants to advance. The Bible says the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more onto a perfect day. I like it when the Bible says that we also, brethren, are like Isaac. So Isaac is our brother. Somebody say Isaac is our brother. Because Isaac was a natural seed of Abraham, who is the father of faith. And he said, we also like brethren, like Isaac. And when you look at Isaac, Isaac's life epitomizes progress and promotion. The Bible said, Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped and in the same year a hundredfold. Then the Bible said, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That is how your own level of promotion will be. Whatever God begins, he has what it takes to finish. The sad thing is that most of the time, we just desire promotion. But we don't know, and we are not willing to do what is required for us to experience promotion in life. The other day, I think Mark and, uh, was it uh, John and his brother went to Jesus and said, Grant that we will sit. It is our desire to sit. One on your right and one on your left. Then he told him, he said, are you really able to drink the cup? He said, we want to sit. Jesus said, it's not just about wanting to sit. It's about whether or not you are willing to do what it takes to stand. I pray that in this service, the grace to do what is required will rest upon you. Amen. Promotion does not just happen in vacuum. Promotion happens through wisdom. Somebody say, it happens through wisdom. Say, it happens through wisdom. 
That's what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Somebody say, get wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, look at verse 8. He said, Exhort her and he shall promote thee. How many of us want to be promoted? He says, if you want to experience promotion after prayer, you have to exalt wisdom. Somebody say exalt wisdom. Yeah, prayer. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In our quest for promotion and elevation in life, we cannot take the place of prayer out. There are people who don't uh, appreciate the place of prayer and spiritual exercises. Because they think that once I'm skillful, I should make it. But there are many skillful people who don't make it. There are many skillful, gifted, intelligent people who don't make it. The Bible said, I return and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, bread is not to the wise, riches to men of understanding, but time and chance happening to them all. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. When you engage the altar of prayer, you are simply saying, Lord, I'm unable, you are more than able. That is what people who give themselves to prayer say. I was speaking to Pastor Franz the other day, and I was just telling him that, tell him we need help. And he called me, and I couldn't answer. So he asked me, I, I called, you couldn't answer. I said, I was asking for help. I need help. Great people become great, not because they are smart, because they are divinely helped by God. said, unless the Lord help us, who can help us? And prayer is the altar of help. Somebody said the prayer is the altar of help. You see, if you want to be helped by God, Every time you go to prayer, you are simply saying, I'm helpless, help me. That is why arrogant people don't pray. People who are proud, they don't pray. If you wake up every morning, just wash your face, wear your dress, and you go to work, you are arrogant. The Bible said the, the proud does not seek after God. God is not in his thoughts. He has already strategized his life. A, B, C, D. It must work. It doesn't work like that. So, but wisdom must be exalted. Somebody say wisdom must be exalted. After the foundation of prayer is laid, you have to exalt wisdom if you experience promotion. If you live your life just by praying without embracing wisdom, you won't go far. Because the Bible said, exalt wisdom and wisdom promotes. Somebody say wisdom promotes. There are people who are doing all kinds of things. They rather want to gossip about people. They want to do other things to get promoted. But the Bible said wisdom is the key to promotion in life. And wisdom is simply knowing the right thing to do from scripture and doing it. Somebody say knowing the right thing to do from scripture. And doing it. The Bible says, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will like him to a wise man. Who is a wise man? He has the knowledge of scripture and he applies himself to it. He has the knowledge of scripture and applies himself to it. That's a wise man. A wise man is not the one who works with his own mind. He's the one who has decided that his mind is not enough to take him to his destination. But God's mind and God's thoughts are superior. So he rubs his mind with the mind of God through the scriptures. And then he applies himself to it. That is a wise man. From today you are walking in supernatural wisdom. Divine wisdom will distinguish you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, so for the past month now, we've been looking at the parable of the talent and we've been exploring how we can experience progress and advancement 
in our lives through the keys or the principles we are discovering from here. You look at it. The Bible says, Matthew 25, verse 19 to 30. After a long time, somebody say, after a long time. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. Let's read verse 21 together. His Lord said to him, Well done. Let's go. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over. I will make you a ruler over many things. That's promotion for you there. Enter into the jaw. Let's read verse 22 together. One go. Two talent came and said, Lord, you deliver to me two talent. His Lord said to him, Well done. You've been faithful over. I will make you a ruler over. Enter into the John. Then, verse 24. Then you have received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look. There you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy what? Servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited what? You ought to have deposited. And at my coming, I would have received back my own weight. So take and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given, and you will have abundance. But, even what he has, okay, and great, and cast, somebody say cast, that's where we are, and cast the unprofitable servant who will go back uh, but this is where we are. Cast away the unprofitable servant. Somebody say the unprofitable servant. Say the unprofitable servant. Alright. When you are an unprofitable servant in an institution, in an organization, in a church, you will be cast out. Praise God. You will be cast out. The people who can easily be made redundant. Anytime an organization is going through a crisis are those who are less profitable. The more highly profitable you are to an organization, the less you pray about your job. People say, oh, that job crisis, that job crisis. Everybody can go off. The most valuable will still be at post. Am I communicating here? It's so critical that we understand this. He said, cast away the unprofitable servant. And how do we see that the man was unprofitable? Because he added no value. He added what? He added no value. The reason why he was described or declared as an unprofitable servant is because he added no value. He added no value. We are looking at the principle of value addition three. Somebody say the principle of value addition. First of all, we said that if you are going to experience promotion, we must learn to serve. We must be willing to what? The man called his servants and gave them talent. And then number two, we said, if you are going to experience promotion in life, we must not despise small beginnings. 
The man with one talent was not promoted because he despised what was given him. He didn't value it. He didn't price it much. So he just dumped it in the ground. And then we began last week or last two weeks exploring the principle of value addition. Somebody said principle of value addition. And we established that value added products are always more expensive than raw products. Somebody say value added products. The chain on your neck was taken from ore, gold ore, and then it was refined. After it has been refined, you are likely to pay more. Most of the time they say so, so, and so, correct. But if you go into it, you realize that the amount of gold in it is very small. Say 18 carat ring. And you pay so much for it. A little ring on your figure, it can cost you 10,000, 15,000, 5,000, 2,000, based on the amount of gold in it. That is the difference between value-added product and raw products. Praise God. So you have to understand that when you add value, you are naturally setting yourself up for promotion. When you add value, when the place of work, you add value to it, you will be promoted. And a lot of the time, people determine our value. And when people determine our value, they determine how much they give us also. But when we know our value, sometimes when you know your value, there are demonstrations you won't go. When you know your value, you will know what you're saying. It's not everywhere you go to work and people are demonstrating and you join them. Sometimes the moment you join them, your end has come. Because there are some people that can go on demonstration for a long time. Even in Ghana here, at the universities, there are people when they go on demonstration, their voice is heard. There are other people they will debate and debate, they will appear on TV as if they are crying, nobody will mind them. It's all a function of value. Somebody say value. 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 You started exploring how we can determine our value. How do you determine your value? What are the things that makes you valuable as a person? What are the things that determines your personal value? Whether you are in church, whether your place of work in your family, what makes you valuable? What are the things? Number one, we said number one, if you are going to uh, determine your value, you have to test and check yourself. On your ability to be delegated. Somebody say delegation. So the first test we looked at is the test of delegation. Can you be delegated? Can you be assigned a job to do by yourself? The Bible said a reliable messenger is refreshing to the one who sends him. Like cold water in the heat of harvest time. Delegation. Delegation. Somebody say delegation. delegation. Many people cannot be delegated. When you delegate them. Your mind will not be at peace. Your heart will not be at peace. You simply have to be, put yourself under pressure. Now listen, if I would delegate you to do something and I have to be following up every second to see that the work is done, I would as well do it myself. I'm not complicating it. And listen, if you are in an office or you are in a firm and you are not giving more responsibilities, you are not likely to be a, a candidate for promotion anytime there's promotion. Because promotion simply means greater responsibilities. Praise God. When you are promoted, you are being given higher responsibilities. There are people, the moment you want to add a little to what they have already, they are complaining. You are not a candidate for promotion. Praise God. Number two is the test of finishing. Somebody said the test of finishing. Some people are great starters, but they are poor finishers. They start well. They start with joy, but along the line, they lose them. You see, it's only natural that you will start something and after some time, you will seem to lose them. But you have to learn to motivate yourself. Praise God. The other day, David and his men, 
have gone to battle. When they came to Ziklag, their camp had been invaded. All their wives have been taken. Their children, everything they had had been taken away. And they were left on their own. Then the Bible said, David inquired of the Lord and they began to pursue. In their pursuit, they came to a place where they were tired. The people looked at David and said, David, we are tired. You are the one who sent us to this battle. We are almost fainting. What do we do? The Bible said they contemplated on stoning David. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Praise God. One of the things that is important and you must learn to do is to learn how to encourage yourself. Somebody say encourage yourself. You have to learn to encourage yourself. Many things will discourage you in life. In Africa, if you want to do something successful, not many people will encourage you. We have more people who rise up to discourage you than people who encourage you. So if you are looking at outward or you are looking outside you for encouragement, very, very few people will give you encouragement. So you have to learn to encourage yourself from within. Thank God the Holy Ghost lives in you. Thank God the power of the highest dwells in you. The Bible said, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. When you feel weary, when you feel weak, the Bible said, let the weak say, I am strong. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Many of the challenges we face in life, some of them will cause you to be broken down. They will make you weep. But after you have wept, you must get up and keep on keeping on. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Yeah. Because while you are weeping, other people are moving on their lives. Tonight we are, taking, we are, going, we are looking at number three. The test of timeliness. Somebody say the test of timeliness. The test of timeliness. The test of timeliness. The test of timeliness. Your value increases when you can accomplish tasks in a speedy manner. In a timely way, your value always increases when you can accomplish your assigned task in a timely manner. Some people are able to do the right thing, but they do it too late. They do it what? They do it too late. Your value increases when you accomplish your task in a speedy manner. Somebody say in a speedy manner. Say in a speedy manner. Yeah. Proverbs chapter... 25 verse 11 timely advice somebody say timely now it's not just the advice it's the timeliness timeliness there are things that sometimes you get them but they come too late help that is offered it's offered too late work that is delivered is delivered too late one of the greatest challenges Africans have is to do things well and do them fast we lack the ability to do things well and do them fast. If you are going to be very va highly valuable in Africa, learn to do things well and do them fast. Learn to preach a powerful sermon and do it fast. Learn to sing a good song and sing it fast. Learn to do a good job well. Learn to cook well and cook it fast. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Because everything you are doing, you can do it and do it fast. The reason why this all lost his birthright to his brother Jacob was because of timeliness. Somebody say timeliness. 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 The same thing that Esau, Esau went far away to the bush to get. Jacob stayed in the house, got the same thing, spies it, and immediately. He was used to venison bush meat, but when he was served with goat, he couldn't tell the difference. It's important you learn. 
What you are rushing, going so far to do, you can equally get it here and do it right. So learn to do things and do them fast. Procrastination is not just a thief of time. It is a thief of destiny. I'll do it. I'll do it later. I'll do it. Listen, anything you keep on postponing, it becomes more difficult to do. There is nothing that is worth doing that becomes easier to do with time. If you want to go for a degree, you better go now. Because the longer it takes, the more difficult it will become to do it. If you want to marry, consider it and do it now. Because over time, it will become more difficult to do it. I'm not communicating somebody here. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Learn to be timely. Somebody say timely. We are too late in everything. Lateness can be very costly. Very, very costly. You look around us, a lot of contracts have been abrogated because they were not delivered in time. And the longer it takes, the greater the cost. And like the Bible says, Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15. So the war was finished in the 25th day of the month Elu. In 52 days. Somebody say in 52 days. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15. So they finished the war in 52 days. Somebody say 52 days. Now I, I told you I'm going to walk you through Nehemiah. Sometime to come, maybe not this year, maybe next year. I'll do a whole book expose on Nehemiah. And in Nehemiah, when we do that, you'll be able to appreciate that the odds were highly against Nehemiah. But in spite of the odds, he was able to finish it. Most of the time, we have a lot of excuses. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have that. If you can excuse your lateness, you always be late. If you always excuse, I, I was late because I was stuck in traffic. I was late because of this. I was late because of I was. If you want to explain your lateness, you will always be late. Tell yourself, I'm not going to be late for anything. Tell yourself, I'm not going to be late for anything. Plan ahead. Strategize. All the time. 52. If you look at Nehemiah, in fact, very few people did projects in scripture and had stiff opposition like Nehemiah. Do it. You want to build your house. Blocks are on the site. Find a way to start it anyway. Because the longer it takes, the more costly cement bags are going to be. It's not going to be cheaper with time. It will not be cheaper with time. It will be more difficult with time. The ability to deliver good results in a timely manner makes you highly valuable. In the world of business, they say time is what? Time is what? So the more time you waste, the more money you are losing. You won't lose money in Jesus' name. I realized that one day, a man was even going to do the wrong thing. And Jesus told him, do it quickly. He told Judas, Judas was going to betray Jesus. He said, do it quickly. Now, if betraying Jesus has to be done quickly, then preaching the gospel has to be done quickly. Giving has to be done quickly. Am I communicating here? Good things must be done and done quickly. Somebody say, do it quick. And number four, the ability. The ability. If you are going to be valuable, check your ability to solve difficult problems. Not just problems. Your ability to solve problems sets you up. It makes you valuable. There are people who work in a place and all they need, know to do is to report problems. You send him to start a work and you'll be, every time when they call you, Pastor James, is report. One report after the other. Hey, up at this place, the people are like this. The people are on ground are like this. You call your boss. Every time you call your boss, you are giving report about how difficult it is to get a job done. 
You are losing value with time. I said you are losing value with what? You are losing value with time. Your value increases when you have the capacity to solve difficult problems. Handle difficult people. Deal with difficult issues. Manage crisis. Those are the things that enhances your value. Yeah. Your value increases. Your value increases when you are able to manage difficult problems. Because life is full of difficult problems. Somebody say life is full of difficult problems. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are people who actually pray problems away. It's a waste of time. The Bible said in this world you have trouble. If you don't want to have trouble anywhere, leave the world. But if you live in this world, you have problems. And your ability to manage them, deal with them, overcome them is what makes you valuable. Don't tell your boss the problem. Tell your boss the solution to the problem. Praise God. When they ask you, what is it? Tell them the solution to the problem. Don't tell them about it. The, they know the problem already. Most of the time, your bosses know the problems you think you are reporting to them. Every good boss... Because which of you intending to build a tower? Sit not down first and count the cost. A good boss has already taken an inventory of the problem and he sent you there to solve the problem and not to report the problem to him, explain the problem to him. I'm not communicating here. You are in the service unit, solve the problems there. The people are like, they solve it. That's why you are there. I'm not communicating here. Look at what the Bible says. Daniel chapter 5, verse 10 to 11. Be a problem solver. You will be a problem solver. But when the queen mother heard what was happening, she hurried to the banquet hall. She said to Belshazzar, Live long, the king. Don't be so pale and frightened. Look at verse 11. Let's go. There is a man in your kingdom who has what? Do you have the spirit of God within you? Then you are the best and the greatest problem solver that ever existed. You should not be creating problems for your bosses. Anywhere you are, people should see you as a solution and not a problem. The spirit of God in you was giving you to solve problems. Creative problems. In fact, the first time the spirit of God was mentioned in relation to human beings was to offer creative solutions. Creative solutions. Aholiab and Bezi were filled with the spirit of wisdom to solve problems. He said the spirit of the Holy Ghost is in you. Most charismatic. The only thing we need to do is to speak in tongues. We can't solve any meaningful problems. You have to be able to solve problems. That's why the Holy Ghost lives in you. He gives you revelation. I like it. One time I was reading Gifted Hands by Ben Carson. And he was talking about how sometimes in the theater, in the midst of oppression, he doesn't know how. He's so perplexed. He doesn't know. The issues they are dealing with, sometimes the issues that come up while he's doing life oppression, are such that there is no solution is read from any book. But at that instant, he said the spirit of God within him brings him inside knowledge. And the moment he implements it, everything works perfectly. That is the superiority. That is the advantage the believer has over the unbeliever. When you are born again, the spirit of God living in you, you cannot be losing your cases as a spirit-filled lawyer. No, no, no. Why should you be losing your cases? When beyond your, the law book, what the constitution, whatever you have read is a common book. But beyond the common book, you have access to the spirit of God. You have access to the wisdom of God. So when you come to your limit in the natural, the supernatural takes over. I'm not communicating here. He says, the spirit of the Holy Ghost is This man was a wise man. There were many wise men in the land. What set Daniel apart was the spirit of God at work in him. Look at it. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have insight. Somebody say insight. Woo. May the Holy Ghost give you insight. 
may you always have insight. So he had insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of the gods. Your predecessor, look at this. This is his track record. The king, your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers of Babylon. Why was he made? Because the spirit of God was in him. You will not be down anymore. I said you will not be kept down anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Any limitation on your destiny is broken. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will arise to take your proper place. Can somebody give me a believing amen? Take your seat. Verse 12. This man Daniel. Whom the king named Bethesda. Has exceptional ability. And is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. He can interpret. Please follow me. He can interpret dreams. Explain riddles. And solve difficult what? Solve what? Difficult problems. Solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel. And he will tell you what the writing means. May they call for you. I said they will call for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Call for Daniel. Call for Daniel. He say, ah, if James is here, this thing will be solved. If Dr. Pay is here, everything will be sorted out. That's a valuable person. So I called for Daniel. They had called for all kinds of people. And there was no solution. They said, now it's time to call for Daniel. And when Daniel came, look at this. Verse 13. So Daniel was brought in before the king. You will be brought before kings. The Bible said, a man's gift maketh a way for him and bringeth him before great men. They brought Daniel before the king. The king asked one of the exiles brought from, are you Daniel? One of the exiles brought from Judah by my predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at verse 14. I have heard. Somebody say, I've heard. Ooh, I've heard that you have the spirit of the gods within you and that you are filled with insight, understanding, and wisdom. Praise God. I have heard. I have heard. I have heard that you are at embassy of life and you are filled with wisdom. I have heard that you are born again and the Holy Ghost lives in you. I have heard that you have the knowledge of God and you excel above your peers. I have heard. He said, I have heard. And Daniel will not disgrace himself. Look at verse 15. My wise men, oh, enchanters have tried. Someone said they've tried. Ooh, when natural men try and they come to their wit end, May the wisdom of God take over. I said, may the wisdom of God take over. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, my enchanters and wise men have tried to read the words and their meaning, but they cannot do it. But look at verse 16. I'm told you can give interpretation and solve difficult problems. Listen, from today, your name will be spread abroad. I said, your name shall be spread abroad. In the mighty name of Jesus, men and women of value are rising out of the church. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, take your seat. I have heard, I have heard. When you solve difficult problems, your value goes up. It goes what? It goes up. It goes up. What makes you valuable is not just your degrees. Your degrees are good, but if your degrees don't make you solve problems, complex problems, forget it. I saw in the scriptures where the young man David was never recruited for army training, but he was made an army general. Overnight, 
overnight. Never recruited for army training. Didn't go to any army school. It was about value. What they needed at the time, there was a problem. What was the problem? Goliath. None of the army generals could stand. All of them, from the king to the last person, was recruited. None of them could solve the problem. Look at the book of First Samuel 18, 5. David went wheresoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. King James. So Saul set him over the men of war. Did you see that? He set him over what? Who are the men of war? The generals. He set him over the men of war. He set him. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people. Can you imagine that? He was accepted over the sight of all the people. He said, oh, I'm young. So the other people in the organization, they are not welcoming me. No. When your value is more than them, they will say yes sir, to you. Am I communicating here? They will say yes sir, to you because they know that without you, the whole organization collapses. And if the organization is alive because of you and they can get something to eat, why wouldn't they say yes sir, to you? All the men of war, David, at this stage, he was less than 20 thereabouts. But he was an army general. He will rise to prominence early. Listen, you are not going to be 50, 60 before the word celebrates you. You'll be celebrated early. Your word will celebrate you early. You will experience fame early. God will lift you up early. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me close with the test of foundation building. Somebody say the test of foundation building. The test of foundation building. Your value increases when you are involved in building a foundation. Your value increases. Your value increases. Your value increases when you are involved in building a foundation. Yeah. They've created uh, new regions. Those who lead those regions as the first regional ministers, their name has already gone down in history. I'm not going to get it there. Do you know why Kwame Nkrumah will always be a, a standout name in Ghana? Because he's a foundational figure. He's a foundational what? J.B. Dankwa and uh, Jake Obichebi Lamte and all of those guys. You can, the big says, you cannot write them off easily. Martin Luther King has a memorial day to his credit in the United States. He's a foundation builder. When you are involved with a foundation... In our church here, some people have foundations here. We can't write the history of this church without mentioning their names. And now, branches we are also establishing. There are people who are starting it. Am I communicating here? When you are involved with laying a foundation, you become highly valuable. You become what? Highly, highly valuable. Highly, highly valuable. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God and are built upon the foundation, verse 20 please be fast, are built upon the foundation of the apostles the foundation of who? say it, the foundation of who? the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself be the chief cornerstone do you know that the most difficult part of a building is the foundation it's the most difficult and most of the time, a lot of money has been sunk there. Because if the foundation is destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. And not too many people are good when it comes to foundation. Foundation builders always make a lot of sacrifices. They endure a lot of things. When they were marching for freedom, a lot of lives were lost. How many of you remember? 
I don't know, February something, something March, according to Ghana history. Many people lost their lives. All in their quest to obtain freedom for us. Foundation builders always pay a heavy price. Now look at this. Do you know why you and I can never get the same reward with Peter, Matthew, James, and John like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll be rewarded. But ours can never come close to them. Because the sacrifice they make, you, when it rains, coming to church is even a difficult for you. But when Peter was about to be killed, he said, I'm not ready to be killed like my master. So they crucified him with his head down. Thomas is said to have been beheaded somewhere in India. John the Beloved was fried in oil, soaked in oil, fried like you are frying yams or potato chips. They fried it, fried him, fried him, fried him. They could not fry him. They said, this guy, I think there's something wrong with him. They carried him and put him on an island, no man's island. Island where no human being was. The island of Patmos. And on that land, he said, I was in the spirit and I saw. Praise God. Now, those were the sacrifices they made. Those were the sacrifices they made. What, can, what sacrifice are you making now? The kind of sacrifices we make, they make us valuable when it comes to God. Highly, highly valuable. Highly valuable. Look at what the Bible says. Jesus said, Luke chapter 22, verse 28 to 30. You are those who stood by me in my trials. You are those. Somebody say you are those. Who stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink. Go to verse number 30. You may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. There are seats in heaven. You and I cannot get close to them. Because the price they have paid. <laughs> are you with me here? Listen. Every opportunity you get to start something, don't joke with it. Africans are not good starters. We seem to be very good at discouraging people when they start things. We say all kinds of things. Every opportunity you get to start something is an opportunity to make you valuable. It's an opportunity to make you what? Highly valuable. It's an opportunity to make you highly valuable. Uh, I will end it here and we'll continue next week. Have you been blessed tonight? Listen, you have to know your value and go out for it. Know what makes you valuable and then conscientiously do it. Stand on your feet. Say this after me. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom to solve complex problems is at work in me. From today, I solve complex problems. My mind is activated. I refuse to run away from challenges. I refuse to run away from problems. I confront problems boldly. I solve problems in the name of Jesus. I, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I'm a foundation builder. I lay foundations for generations yet unborn. I start things for others to benefit. I start things for others to enjoy. In the name of Jesus, I am valuable. Nothing shall ever be able to diminish my value. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to thank God in the language of the Spirit. Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for 
all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwapa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never be the same. Never be the same.